Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's the radio guy, Mike Prince. Welcome to another episode of the Mike Prince Show. Of course, our mission is to bring you news that you can use. And our guest today is definitely going to fit into that category. He is a living legend. He is also a baseball ambassador. And we are proud to announce that he has just been accepted into College Baseball Hall of Fame. I present to some and introduce to others, none other than Coach Roger Tador. How you doing, Coach? Mr. Prince, I'm doing good. And yourself? Man, I'm doing great, man. And uh, let me say congratulations on a job well-deserved. And let us... uh, Get into your your bubble, if you would, on how things came to be when you got the news. Well, you know, uh, I got the news last week, and you know, uh, I was extremely honored and pleased uh, to know that that I was going into the premier Hall of Fame for college baseball coaches, one that is extremely difficult to get into. So I feel very honored for that uh, to be there. Yes, sir, and it's a it's a great honor, and it speaks of what you've done for baseball on and off the diamond. And uh, when you look back, and the last time we talked, it was just when you were about to head into the sunset, and you were going to be involved with Japan baseball, continue to uh, be an ambassador of the game. Bring us up to speed on what you've been up to, sir. Well, I've been at home a lot. The virus that played a key role. It kept me in the house and, uh, you know, and I gave me a chance to reminisce on a lot of things. But, uh, uh, you know, that's basically what I've been up to. And I'm concerned that hopefully we could get uh, this virus, find a vaccine that that could help people to get back to our normal day of living. You know, this changed everyone's life. And, uh, you know, we I just want to be able to get back to normality. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And the normality of being out there on the diamond. But I've been one to say, Coach, that if any sport could possibly get back on time would be basketball and baseball (laughs) and baseball because of its uh, time in which we would have to at least come up with a vaccine. But as of we speaking right now, I would be one of caution to rather run out there on the football field right now. I would, too. I mean, you're right in each other's face, especially the linemen. I mean, right on the line. And, you know, and when you get in the huddle, you got to be there. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Unless they're going to do things different now. But, you know, yeah, and the sweating. and uh, I mean, it's just a lot of things that you and I don't know. But I can only envision what it's like based upon the information we get it from the health professionals about distance, how social distance is important. And, you know, wearing a mask and all of that. So when you put all of that into consideration, it's really difficult to see how they're going to play football. Now, I know there are some people who don't care about some of this. They just want football. 
and people talk to me when I do go out to the grocery store about sports, and I said that's the least uh, concern of mine at this point. Now, I know during wartime, baseball, the sports in particular, really help people forget about a lot of problems. You got me? Yes, sir. But this is a total different kind of situation here. This is a, a airborne type of uh, virus that affects everybody. So you got to look at it what it is and uh, not just think that sports can bring us together. It's keeping us away from each other rather than bringing us together. You got me? Oh, yes, sir. No doubt about it. And, uh, of course, with our shows like this, we're able to reach out and try to keep some sense of normality going on, but it's nothing like the actual games to be played. And so the sooner we can get back to that, the better off I think we're all going to be. And uh, with that being said, I know that you've been keeping up with things going on throughout the Southwestern Athletic Conference, the addition of FAMU and Bethune-Cookman. And I got excited because of the baseball programs that they're going to be bringing to the conference. Man, Coach, you have a tall order right now trying to handle with the addition of those two programs right now, wouldn't you, in your coaching day? Well, yeah, you prob- we probably would, but I'm a true believer that competition is good. I used to advocate for it, even when we were winning and winning and winning. And I often said it's not good for one team to win all the time. Because if not, it doesn't say much about your league, you got me? So when you can have competition, it makes everything better. It balances things out. And people, you give other people a chance to cheer for their team, hoping they could win. So I'm a big component of uh, competition. Yes, and sir. adding those two schools will help a great deal. Particularly in baseball, I was talking with our commissioner, Mr. McClellan, and he was excited the fact that those two schools bring a really good baseball program to the, uh, to the swag. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And with the addition of baseball, and I, I know it's two baseball guys <laughs> on the line right now. We're going to be partial toward baseball, but I really believe in my heart we could go down the road so much further once people really understand how to properly undergird a baseball program and give it the necessary funding and support to go to the regionals and beyond. And I, I think we might be getting a little bit closer to that becoming a reality in our league, Coach. You would hope so, but I think this virus is really going to tell Mr. Prince, until we're able to figure out this virus, from a financial standpoint, it's going to always have have the smaller schools handicapped. You see, because now you're not having you sudden, for instance, have to cancel two money football games. You got me? Mm-hmm. So that's revenue they don't have to put in the non-revenue producing uh, program. So it's just so much. and We have to look at things for what they really are. I like the fact that I'm a realist, and I tell young coaches in baseball in the conference, be, look to the horizon. Don't just look for now because they can't cut any women athletics program, and they can cut men program, and baseball is one that could be, I mean, they could cut it. I mean, you know, because if they don't have any money, you know, you have to make tough decisions. You got me? Yes, sir. So the funding is down. 
at uh, most of the colleges, and in particular your historical black schools, and you don't have the uh, the the big donors. You know, I often try to tell people black folks didn't start making money until in the sixties, and then we don't have the wealth yet where we can start just uh, put the big endowment at the university. We live it from year to year. That's all we do. And it could be from day to day if you're going to look at it a little closer. Okay. But, you know, I have to give the uh, historical black schools credit. They've done a magnificent job keeping everything going and educating people and providing opportunities. So they need to be commended. Yes, sir. With you having the experience and the success that you had, how do we overcome this current situation about the lack of funding and um, the challenge and questions of support consistently for the love in the game of baseball? Well, you know, unless we can get the money uh, from the from the, from the, the states, and uh, you know, that's where it's got to come from. You know, it's we just haven't been funded right. We've always been underfunded, and uh, I mean, we just. And I think in the state of Louisiana, that's all I can speak for, is that they've made it so difficult for historical black schools to to, to survive. You know, they keep trimming you at every end. So they make it tough. So the funding's not there. And it's, you know, and with the economy, Louisiana depends on the oil and gas industry. And they are down. So we're really being hit all kinds of ways, you know? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and you throw politics in there. You really got a problem. Boy, you know, in the way I'm glad I'm not into coaching anymore. Boy, look, it, you know? it is an ingredient for some highly combustible situations, and we're definitely seeing it across the gamut. We're talking right now with Hall of Famer Roger Cador, former baseball coach <laughs> of the Southern University Jaguars, and uh, stepped down. And you, you, you had a young man come in by the name of Carrick Jackson who came in, had a struggle his first year, year two, they gathered up on the pony and found their way to the promised land. And um, you had to feel good about that, being that you've had success that you had at Southern, and you got a young man who comes in, and it doesn't take him long to get Southern back into the winner's winner circle. Have you had a chance to dialogue with Brother Jackson at all? And if you could, take us to that back room and what that was like, man. Well, you know, he and I talk a lot, but I, I made it clear to him that one thing, I see a lot of coaches, they don't go away and they're always hovering over a new coach's head when they come in. And I told him he would never have to worry about that with me because I, you know, I said, the thing is, most of the players you coach, you know, are my my former players, and I don't want them if they're struggling to run into me and undermining him. You got me? Mm -hmm. That's just a natural phenomenon with people. You got me? Right. So I said, you know, you ain't got to worry about that. He he really appreciated it. So I really stay my distance from it so he can enjoy success. And I told him in a couple of years, once he get all of those guys out of there, it makes it easier for me to come around because it'll be his players now, not my players. You got me? Uh Uh-huh. But I know because parents were calling me. And I said, I'm not the coach anymore. Go to the coach. Respect the coach. Let him be his own coach. So that's, you know, but I'm, I'm a little different kind of guy. Once I left baseball, I was through with literally 
that side of it from coaching. You got me? Uh-huh. And I didn't want to be a grandstand coach or a sideline coach. I had no desire to do that. Okay. So that's when you just took on the role of being more of the ambassador spokesman for the game as a whole. Right. Okay. Right. Very good. I, and I found other things to do. See, a lot of guys who are coaches, they're coaches for life. They, they die if they can't coach you. Well, soon I retired. I was doing other things. I was doing fundraising. I was speaking engagement, and I was traveling. So when you got all of that, that kept me busy, kept me doing other things. So I found other things to put a void in, in the way, fill that void. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Well, Coach, you got to work on writing a book now, man. I have a book. I wrote a book. Okay. Tell us about it's it. It's all odds. So, you know, I'm telling you, I've been, I'm not, I've been doing stuff and keeping it going. I've got a book to call Against All Odds. You know, I need to get you one. You, you text me your address, I'll get you one. Okay, I sure will. And, and tell others how they can get your book, Coach. Well, you know, they can get it on Amazon. They pay a little more for it if you go to Amazon. But if you, uh, uh, if you reach out to me at RogerKator at Yahoo.com, the spelling of my name, at Yahoo.com, with your address, I'll tell you how we can get you the book. Okay. I don't want to give out my phone number, but, uh, you know, they can certainly <laughs> reach out to me on my email, RogerKator at Yahoo.com. Yes, sir. I get too many calls already. I do understand, <laughs> and I appreciate you taking our call. We're talking right now with Roger Cador, legendary baseball coach at Southern Jaguars, Hall of Fame inductee for college baseball, and just doing things, as they say, like a boss. You show enough a boss for real now, coach, getting the chance to sit back at the fruits of your labor, man, and enjoy these things and smell the roses while you still can. I don't like sitting around like this. Though. I love being busy, man. This is not for, this stuff ain't worth nothing. Okay. I know that's I right. I know that's so right. So the guys who say they want to just sit around, they don't know what they're missing. They're missing out on life, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you know, life is about being active. It's about being active, about staying connected, and about yeah. and about carrying out our missions. And your mission has been baseball. Now, are you done, whenever we get past this, this virus situation, are you done doing any type of baseball camps, or you just kind of lead that to the, those who are actively coaching? Uh, I'm through with camps. I mean, I, you, know, I, you know, I can be a guest speaker, but I'm not going to do any camps. Okay, you okay. I do. I do understand. Yeah. I do understand. Yeah, you know, because I, uh, the last four or five years, I coached. I would go to do camps, but only as not as an instructor, but more only as a motivation. They bring me in to be motivated, motivational speaker. So, but uh, you know, that's what I really do now. I'm not really into doing the the camp itself. You okay. know. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now I can I can watch and see if someone is not teaching the kids right and tell them to make the correction, but uh, I'm not into the camp anymore. <laughs> now, now, now that sounds like a retired Kador right there. Well, it's retired, but I'm, I'm putting <laughs> the other part of me. The the one the brain never goes dead. Yes, sir. The brain doesn't. You can't wear it out. 
That's right. Basically, it doesn't get worn down, you know? You know what? It never sleeps, neither. Well, it never, that one time I never slept either. I, I, yeah, I do understand that. But now, look, if you're like me, Coach, you do appreciate a good nap every now and then. I do. I do. <laughs> I try to take one every day. Now, do you have a specific time you take it, Coach? It does. It depends. If I happen to leave the house and goes out, it varies. It's between one and three. It varies. It depends what time I come back in. Okay. Okay. Now, Coach, the, the last time we spoke, you shared um, how you overcame the odds where you had struggle uh, with with some learning and some reading, and then you had someone to invest in you emotionally and help you build yourself uh, to become a, a successful uh, college man, a, a career man. And you, there was a, it was a real diamond in the rough. I want you, if you could, Coach, Share something that we might not know even more about Kador that now that you got time to reflect that you feel comfortable sharing with us right now. It's in the book. It's all against all of But no, it's all against all of But, you know, just, just the fact that the way I made it, most people are not going to do it. You know the fact that I was uh, I was cut from uh, the very first team and and went back the next day and the next day and the next day, and that I was ten miles from home and you know uh, because it was a rural area, you got me. And uh-huh. the guy, the coach, was trying to discourage me from coming. So I had to ride with him, so he didn't take me all the way home. He dropped me off halfway. So I had to figure out every day I had to get home the rest of the way. I had to find a way to get home. And I made it. I walked all the and God knows if my mother had known, she would have made me quit. You got me? Right. And right. the good God protected me in that you know, the weather always cooperated. Allowed never got too cold. Never <laughs> it allowed me to get home every night. And then when I got better, he started taking me home the next year, all the way home. <laughs> you know? So you had to earn it the rest of the way. He only take you halfway. Yeah, right. And the fact that when you can't read and write, and you know how kids tease you. I mean, kids are kids. They tease you mercifully, you know? And they tease me. And I always sat back and asked, and they were right. And why fool yourself? I have to tell people, don't fool yourself. I could have fooled myself and get angry. They're laughing at Well, they're kids. They don't know any better. And they were laughing because I couldn't read and write. And I didn't speak well. So they had a field day. Mm. And my thinking was if I was going to make it, those things had to get better. They had to improve because they were correct. So I became an outcast and I became a loner because when you're being teased, you don't want to be around anybody. I mean, you know, but I had a secret weapon. Knowing that they, knowing that what they were saying was correct, I personally went out to help myself. But obviously, the system had failed me. You got me? Uh-huh. It had failed me. You see, we live in a country where everybody should be educated. You got me? 
mm-hmm. but the system had failed me. And I wasn't going to let it be find it as a crutch and as, as, as an excuse to not do better. And I went and started reading on my own, improving my reading, improving my arithmetic, trying to learn to speak better, all those things. Now, speaking better did not occur until I got to college. But, you know, the reading got better out of high school. And once I got to Southern, things began to get better, you know. But it still took me a couple of years to get some uh, footing under my feet. And once I did that, I became an honor student because I worked hard every day. I never missed classes. And they were no longer laughing at me the way they did. You got it? Then I became a decent athlete. I was playing baseball and basketball. And I became decent. But I never, I was always go after practice, go to eat, shower, do some studying, get to my room. I never went anywhere. I just stayed the course. And then things happened. I didn't get caught up in trying to be someone I never was. But today, that ain't people don't be like that. They will fight you even though they know they're, they're a little short. If someone try to tell them they, they need to work on it, they get angry with you. I, it happened with me trying to help kids. So I know. It's amazing. How it's amazing. Yes, sir. Hard work still pays off. And a lot of people have to go the long route to figure that out. But the formula of success does not change and will not change. Despite what people try to put in front of you, you got to figure a way to go through it. Not go around it. Go through it. Because when you face it again, you'll know how to handle it. And I think what sports from my vantage point, is losing this edge on. We do not like to push the kids. You know, there's a limit of being pushed, and then there's another limit of being pushed to the limit. And we don't like to get to that limit part because we're afraid we might break. But you never know how far you can go until you push yourself to the limit. Everybody won a damn trophy. Excuse my language. You give everybody a trophy nowadays. They don't earn it. Just give it to them. And that's part of the reason. You need to be challenged. Yeah, push is a good word to use. You could push people. It's going to only make them better. It's only going to make them better. No doubt. No Don't doubt. find too many avenues where you can get out. You got a hole you can leave and say, I don't have to do that. I can go over there. Mama and daddy will take care of me. I ain't got to do that. Huh. Well, it's almost it's almost like that with this new transfer portal. Don't, don't you see that almost being the case? Yeah, it is the case. That's why they came up with it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there was an old basketball coach named Lefty Drizel. You heard of him? I can't say that Lefty I honestly Drizel have. Maryland. He was a basketball coach at Maryland. Coach Lim Bias. That you yes, was sir. one of the great people that died. Well, Lefty said, back in the days, he said, you can outwork people. You know, if you want back then, you could go find people, you could work hard. He said, well, what they did, they came up with a doing system where they limit how many hours you could work. 
and they did it for the lazy people. You got me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So that's what happened. Is see, in the beginning, that's how I beat people. I worked them. Uh-huh. I worked them. Yes, sir. I went and found all over the place. Well, there's an old saying. There's no saying. Hard work beats talent when talent won't work hard. There you go. Yes, sir. You got it together, sir. Yes, sir. And you and you got to put in the grind. It's just like uh, anything that we do, Coach. Um, you might not be the best, but as long as you're pushing yourself to become the best that you can become, then you really never lose. And when mm-hmm. you are challenging yourself. Not just limiting yourself, but challenging yourself to go a little bit further than what you did on yesterday. And when you look at it, you've completed the entire journey and you got energy to go to the next level. So we, we got we to gotta learn how to push and to be pushed and stop taking stuff personal. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that's a big. So many take things personal. And it's not personal, it's business, you know? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. So we we definitely appreciate the business that you have accomplished on and off the field, even before you stepped on Southern University's campus, the challenges that you've overcome. And once again, Coach, before we get ready to end this segment, tell the people the name of your book. And I got the email against all odds. Against all odds. And you can get get in touch with me at RogerKador at Yahoo.com. RogerKador at Yahoo.com. Coach, once again, congratulations, sir. Thank you very, very much for giving us this time on today. You got any thoughts before we close it out? Well, just keep doing what you're doing and informing the public. You're doing a great job, and you're giving them good information. Well, thank you very much, sir. You have a blessed day. Stay safe, man, and hope you can get back the game of baseball. All right, Coach? All right. Thank you, Bob. All right. Coach Roger Kador, former Southern baseball legend, inducted into the Hall of Fame college baseball job well deserving. I am the radio guy, Dr. Mike Prince. I want to thank you guys so much for joining in with us. As always, you can catch us here Monday through Friday at the Open Mic Broadcast Network and live on Sundays 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. I must exit stage left. The time has come where I must go. Until the next time, you guys be blessed. We'll see you on the other side. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.